yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Triple J, Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and Jimmy Corduroy Corderas here on the Wrestling Inc. after WWE Raw after show to chat all about the pro wrestling that we just got done watching uh, as we wait for everyone to settle in and find their seats. Justin, how are you feeling today with uh, your football team? Well, they're not in the playoffs, but I'm still, you know, it was the last game we won it. If, 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 if we can't succeed, the next best thing is to do anything to stop Dallas from succeeding. And Dallas looked embarrassing. Uh, you know, America's team, so out, outdated. So overall felt good. A rookie quarterback played well. Hopefully it's the last game under uh, the, the, the POS owner we've had for, for two decades. So I'm trying to be optimistic, positive, and I'm wearing my brand new uh, for the late great Sean Taylor jersey, the uh, does it have the new team name on the Sean Taylor jersey? It does. That's what's so oh, cool. Right. About it. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, you know I started the season off saying I wish my team would lose because it's a wasted year, and now they find themselves in the playoffs, and I I realize for many reasons why I'm not a NFL general manager. <laughs> <laughs> As as Geno Smith goes and takes the Seahawks, gets the most passing yards in a season. I was like, just phone it in, guys. No good will come of this. And they show me why I should never, never have the uh, control of a football team. Uh, but Jimmy, how are you doing? How 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 are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling okay because my Leafs are doing okay, you know. But uh, as far as my 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 NFL team, my Titans are out of the playoffs. Uh, you know, I'm still reliving the glory days of the franchise back when they were in Houston. You know, the Dan Pastorini, Billy White Shoes Johnson, Earl Campbell. Yeah. yeah. You know, those, <laughs> those are the glory days. I still have those flashbacks. So, uh, uh, little been a little tough the last few years. Let's put it that way. Well, I'm glad you mentioned glory days because I want to take us back to some glory days, back to some glory days saying, the attitude era someone named stone cold steve austin just shared a workout video and uh it shows he's back in the gym fueling even more questions from wrestling fans as rumors about a potential wrestlemania 39 return continue to hover around the attitude era legend austin who turned 58 last month shared a video on instagram this morning that showed him working out in a hotel gym lifting 40 pound weights in each arm as part of a bicep workout that he splits with slow treadmill breaks in between sets. Many fans commented in the post referencing that he looks ready to get back into ring shape with WrestleMania around the corner. Justin, I mean, we all want to see Stone Cold back, right? He's my favorite of all time. I, I was uh, stunned and geeked out to see him last year. I, I thought he not only met expectations, but he exceeded expectations. He worked a lot longer and physical of a, of a match than I expected with Kevin Owens. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to not lean into, the, like, if he's posting these videos, Austin is not dumb. He is a very smart worker. He knows what is going to come about of these videos. Whether he has a match or not, of course, that's always something that's going to be Cards subject to change. I think it's. I think it's a guarantee. He's absolutely a part of Mania in some form or fashion. It's two nights again. It's in LA. They want to continue to try to top each year and make it the biggest possible. So I'm sure he's involved in some way. Whether or not they line up a formal match, we'll have to see. Um, I think it's crazy though. I mean, this this would be. We're going to go into this Mania season the first time in 20 years with the realistic 
possible expectation that both The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin have a match on the card. That's incredible. Uh, and then, and I'll toss this to you guys, and it becomes, okay, if, you know, if Rock has a match, I know who The Rock's opponent is. If Austin has a match, you know, it has to be a staunch heel. Last year, Kevin Owens played that perfectly, and now he's catapulted into being the top babyface. What heel do you line up a Stone Cold Steve Austin? I have maybe one idea on my mind, but but Jimmy, I'll toss to you. Well, I have an idea on my mind as well, depending on how long they could play out his storyline with Kevin Owens. But I think Sami Zayn would be a perfect opponent for Stone Cold Steve Austin it, during the rivalry with Kevin Owens. Sammy keeps reminding Kevin, you couldn't even beat an old man at, at WrestleMania last year. What makes you think you can do the beat? You know what I mean? And stuff like that. Well, if you think you're so tough, why don't you go try and beat Stone Cold? And there, you know, set up some, somehow set up a, a match between Stone Cold and Sammy. I, I like that. Jack, before I go into mine, do you have any that come to mind? I was going to say Dom, no, but I, uh, I, mm. I like dream matchups and the old attitude era fan in me. I know everyone else is going to bah humbug it, but I, I want to, I want to see Goldberg stone cold. I want it to happen. I get it. I did. I never got it. I want to get it. Even if it's terrible. I just want to, I want to see it. <laughs> well, you know, you said, Dom, you know, part of me and certainly we'll talk about the judgment days. Part of me is like, man, that could really make somebody from the Judgment Day. Uh, Dom, I think, is already probably penciled into his father. But, you know, you look at Finn, you look at Priest. But I think those guys, I think they're so intense right now with their characters that they need to have a match that equals that. I think I think with Austin, you still need somebody who can be a worker, who could be a showman. Kevin was that. Sami Zayn absolutely could be that, as Jimmy said. I'll take one uh, just to play off and, and, and play off what happened last year in the second night of Mania. What about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Austin Theory? The I would love that as well. I I'm still hoping we get John Cena to come back, and that's where I'm penciling in old John Cena. But look again, I I'm a big believer, and everyone always talks about how this is the chance for legends to build stars. I say forget the future stars. Mm -hmm. I want to see legendary matches now. So I guess even if John Cena's back, I think I'd rather see Stone Cold versus John Cena. Let's see that big powerhouse matchup. I want to see the biggest matchups in WrestleMania, you know? That would like, that would be. I mean, Austin versus Cena would be um I mean, th that would truly be um the the flag bearers. Now, that's one I've always wanted to see. I mean, but you know, I mean, yeah, we we've had Rock and Hogan, we've had Cena Rock, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if you could have Austin and Cena, uh, you know, to me Austin was clear cut the number one guy for his mm -hmm. time. Cena certainly has, has had the longest run of anybody, even going back to Hogan. Uh, yeah. So if you, if you could pull that off in L.A., <laughs> I mean, in addition to already having The Rock, I mean, you would just be grabbing so much, uh, so many cameras and, and, and red carpet eyeballs. Absolutely. And and uh, sorry to cut you off there, Jack. And, you know, obviously, you know, people talk about that moment at WrestleMania 18, the just the stare down between The Rock and Hogan and that amazing reaction the audience was getting. That's all Austin and Cena would have to do is stand across the ring from each other and do that, that stare down and, and, and the posing. And that place will go banana. Could you imagine just even if they had one face to face uh, promo battle, like would just be incredible and look i'm okay with like legends helping to build stars at other shows like if this was if this was money in the bank sure have him have mm -hmm. a match with a younger guy but 
WrestleMania. I want to see the the absolute top biggest box office thing you can do is that's what I'm looking for. So uh, honestly, Austin could come back and have a match with scripts and I'd still be like, this is great. I love it. All due respect to scripts. And, and, and if and if if Cena does if Cena has a match, if Austin has a match, and if Rock has a match, Ooh. I know this is I mean this truly would be one of the biggest manias I ever. Thank God it would be two nights. Would that be the first time ever on Mania that all three of those guys had an actual match? Because you know Rock versus Austin was Austin's last retirement match, and that was 03. I don't think Cena had. I think Cena's first Mania match was 04. You know somebody in the chat can right. somebody yeah, in the chat can do some history. Yeah. But I think that we would be seeing history of the first time that all three would have an official advertised match. That would be pretty incredible. And then never mind if Brock's also on the card and Edge and, and, and whoever else. How um, big are those names when you put it that way? Like, oh, yeah, and by the way, Brock may be on the card, whatever. Taker does a run in. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I, I love legends coming back. I'm, I'm one of the people who says I don't care. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, what are they doing to build new stars? Forget new star. I want the out my legends. Give me my legends. You can well, have you like, both. You can. <laughs> can. You're, you can. And look, and keep an eye out. Anything like this that could have a seed planted, you might not have to wait until the Rumble. Because before the Rumble, what's coming up, boys and girls? The 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. It was 30 uh... years ago, January 1993. And they're going to celebrate in a couple weeks. That. <laughs> Of course, as a reason to bring back nostalgia and names, that might be where the first seed gets tossed into the soil. Mm. Jeez, this could line up to be the absolute biggest wrestle. I, we say it every year, but I mean, the 30th anniversary, the fact that we could get all these stars coming together for this show. Mm. It, it, I mean, yeah, this could actually be the biggest of all time. And some some major surprises could happen in the Royal Rumble leading up to that, too, to help set this up, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's this. This is going to be very interesting. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited. This is going to be. This is such a fun time to be a pro wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. uh, after some years where it was a little rough to be a pro wrestling fan, mm -hmm. to be honest, it's uh, a. Yeah. This is a fun time to be a pro wrestling fan, uh, mm -hmm. and it's a fun time to do shows like this with amazing listeners and viewers, people who are in the live chat with us as we speak, like Justine. Ethan Cruz, uh, Francesco, uh, Dylan, Jeroy J. We've got Ricky Zaldivar, Tommy O, Christy. Uh, we've got Steven Camp and uh, Baby Ice Night One. And I think M. Rouse and uh, Tox Kazim. And I think I got Adam McFarland. I think I got everybody. Uh, if I didn't, I'll catch you on the, on the way out. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us live here in the chat. And... Um, and uh, anyone who's listening to us later on, leave a mm -hmm. comment, uh, like, share, subscribe, hit the little bell so you get notified of new episodes, all that good stuff. And sometime come join us live if you can. Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about this wrestling show. Okay. All right. We start with Kevin Owens coming out and he gets interrupted by JBL. Uh, and JBL says that, look, you're not going to beat uh, Roman Reigns. The last guy who beat Roman Reigns should be the one talking about this. And that's Baron Corbin. So they have a match and it's pretty straightforward. KO gets the win with the stunner uh, story of the match really is though. Post match, the Usos attack Kevin Owens, but Owens fights them off with the chair uh, later in the night or later, right after that, we find out that Ziggler's facing Sokoa and the Usos are 
getting out of the arena. Uh, Jimmy, this match or this this whole setup here, I don't think you know knocked anyone's socks off, but it kind of moved things along in a good way, right? Yeah, it, it it was fair. It was good. It was it wasn't like you said overwhelming or anything like that. But at the same time, it progressed the storyline along. You know, there's minor little things that I think they could have tightened up. Yes, the three on one attack on Kevin Owens after the match made sense. You know, like Kevin trying to fight back and getting overpowered. And yes, he fought back with a chair. But at the same time, he's beating off three guys. You know, still, uh, maybe when he grabbed the chair, have the have the Usos back up a little bit, like, hey, 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 you know, okay, we got our damage in and stuff like that. And especially with someone like Solo Sokoa, you don't want him selling that much, in my opinion, anyways. And Justin, do you think they went too far? Should uh, they have looked a little tougher, the bloodline? Yeah, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made for that, um, you know, of, uh, but the, I mean, they're also clearly Kevin Owens is... Um, I mean, he you know he's one of the top baby faces they have. So they they at the same point they if there's going to be a guy who's going to have a little bit of an unbelievable you know take on all the numbers all, all you know it's going to be him right now. Um, I what I the thing I liked the most about this whole opening was what you mentioned there, Jack. Was um, let, let's actually again WWE's done a good job of this in the second half of this year uh, under new leadership of like acknowledging history and acknowledging what they did in the past and pulling out that that fun fact, that nugget that Baron Corbin is the only person to get a pin on reigns in this what, three years or whatever it's been. So that, I mean, that, that's like a, that's just a great call on history of here's a reason to get Baron Corbin and JBL out there. Baron Corbin versus Kevin Owens. That's something fresh. We haven't seen it on TV and I don't know how long, or at least not in the presentation of Owens as the face. Um, so I, I liked that. Uh, and, and I liked it all, you know the Usos be involved, and and there's certainly a thread tonight involving the bloodline, involving the tag team titles, as we'll get to for the main event. So on those bigger picture things, I liked what they were doing. You know, I've compared the bloodline to the NWO a couple times uh, recently, but I have to admit, NWO would have put Pierce through a table if they he got in their face back in the day. <laughs> so like Eric Bischoff when they power bombed them off the side, I think they would have and they would have done that bloodline. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> hey, you never know him down the road. You never know what's going to happen because he, you know, Adam Pierce has been flexing a little bit of that authority muscle lately. So you never know. But, but 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 maybe it's Roman Reigns is the one who kind of anyway. He has been getting a little big for his britches over the past uh, mm-hmm. few months when mm-hmm. talking to the Bloodline. And you're right, Jimmy. I feel like I feel like there's going to be a uh, some some. I was going to say retribution for that, but that calls back bad memories. Let's not call it that. Uh, Who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Adam Pierce uh, draws one of the thirty numbers for the Rumble. Ooh, <laughs> you never know. Hey, I'm I'm all in on Scrap Daddy main event in WrestleMania. Uh, I will say, JBL tonight had a lot of great one-liners, and I think that uh, JBL had one of my favorites tonight. Was uh, what he said. Get on your overweight hooves to the crowd. <laughs> that popped me a little bit. Uh, so I was excited about that. Um, we continue on, though, and this was an interesting segment, and I really want to know your guys' thoughts on this one as Alexa Bliss comes out of nowhere, stands on the announce table, uh, and find, uh, and she says that it's not Wyatt, it's not Howdy, that she is the face of evil, and she feels good about it. She also drops the line. She's got the whole world in her hands before Uncle Howdy shows up with some videos of her old times with Wyatt. 
and then asks, do you feel in charge before laughing on the, um, on the entry ramp, Justin, we're getting more of that intermingling of the, the Wyatt stuff and Alexa bliss, but Bianca Belair was nowhere to be seen here. Character development for Alexa bliss, but the title again, kind of seems secondary here. Well, it did tonight, but I, I, I think that's okay. Like, I mean, look, I, I don't think Bianca Belair, her stock or the title has dropped down. She, she's had a phenomenal uh, couple last couple of years. So I think if anything, you know, this is just her being off this week, just kind of sells that, um, you know, craziness that, that, that Alexa showed the week prior. And, and, and so that's, I mean, I think it's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know where Bianca needed to be seen tonight. I think it was okay to, to, to focus and really kind of further this Alexa stuff. I like the unique approach of her uh, just coming in on the uh, announce desk versus having a traditional, you know, music and getting to the ring. I like, I like the kind of just, random takeover feel it had for a moment of her doing that and cutting that promo on the desk uh and then the appearance of uncle howdy and look they 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 seem to be they seem to have an idea of, the, of what they're building to it really does i mean obviously bray's involved in this lights out match at red rumble so it kind of feels like everything has got some kind of end date they're going to make some reveal or things are going to come together and we're going to figure out what alexa's involvement is what uncle howdy what bray all this stuff um, at Rumble and then beyond. So again, I was intrigued. I, you know, and even the simplest thing of having Uncle Howdy just appear live in person. Granted, we've seen him do that on SmackDown, but we have not seen him do it on Raw. So even something as small as that helped feel like this advance that they gave me something more. I haven't seen this when I've watched on Mondays, uh, and and so again, I I have I was intrigued by this. I'm I'm on the hook to see what this all means with Uncle Howdy Bray. Alexa, and then who knows how many more characters. Yeah, Jimmy, this was what I really liked about this is I we know Alexa Bliss is talented and, and she's great at what she does. It does feel like the past few months she's sort of been, for lack of a term, kind of vanilla. Like she's there, but I don't really know what exactly she's bringing. This does feel like she's getting that different, like th she stands out, I think. So this is a different kind of character that stands out from the rest of the the division here do you like where she's going with this i do because you can tell she is feeling this character that she's portraying right now it's not like oh i'm playing uh you know a possessed character or anything like that it almost feels like you know what i don't want to run into this girl in a dark alley because you never know what's going to happen she's making you like like justin said she's getting you invested she's getting you to feel what's going on and now you're you know if you tie it into the bray wyatt story with Uncle Howdy and her, okay, Uncle Howdy did what he did to Bray Wyatt the, the other week. Now what's going on? Is he just trying to bring these uh, both of them back together? Or is he uh, trying to, you know, take in Alexa Bliss onto her side and kind of leave uh, a softened Bray Wyatt by the wayside until he brings out, you know, the old Bray Wyatt that we're accustomed to? <laughs> Yeah, I will say. Oh, go ahead, Justin. No, please go, Jacko. No, I, was, I I will say I've, I'm definitely in the boat of I'm ready for Bray Wyatt to start wrestling and to start actually having matches. But that said, it does feel like there's this big overarching story that's coming together that I feel like maybe I just have a lot of faith in the current people putting these things together that is going to get tied together very nicely and it's going to pay off. I, I, I have, I believe in it, but 
the impatient side of me is ready to see some of this turn into actual matches instead of just the mysterious walking out with smoke and then cut to black. Well, I agree. We, we have to get some kind of payoff sooner than later. And I think that was kind of maybe one of the mistakes that, that they're learning from in the past times of Bray Wyatt and some of the creative stuff was that there was a lot of, you know, r- r- you know, riddle and rhyme, smoke and mirrors. And it never, we never quite got always to the payoffs. But, I, but then again, this feels like they have an idea of, of when they're going to start to unveil some certain things. I just want to real quick talk about Uncle Howdy. The um, it's pretty cool. If it's true, what, what we're, you know, what's being reported and what's out there, you know, there's, there's the speculation that maybe Uncle Howdy is uh, uh, Bo Dallas, who is the, mm-hmm. the real life brother of Bray Wyatt. But <laughs> maybe, but we don't know. And what's pretty right. cool is that the reports coming over is that they are protecting the Uncle Howdy character so much. They're even kind of working the locker room to the point of the person who portrays Uncle Howdy gets dressed privately, is not seen walking around in Uncle Howdy mm-hmm. gear from neck down and mask off or whatever. Like, Uncle Howdy is Uncle Howdy just kind of appears and, and Gorilla appears on screen when they need to and then kind of vanishes back. Like, and I have no reason to believe that's not true because I don't think that that would come across the way it has uh, in the, on the internet mm-hmm. if it wasn't. So that's kind of cool that, that they're trying their best to protect it. Um, it's giving it kind of like this extra bit of supernatural life mm-hmm. knowing that they're trying to do that behind the scenes even. Right. Well, and as a fan that is on Twitter, I love that if that is the case, I love that that's what's happening because you know someone would re- spill the beans on who it is if they knew who it is. That's just oh. the way it is. And mm-hmm. why I want to know, I don't want to know. It's like a Christmas present. You know, like well, I want to know it's in the present, but I want it to be revealed in the right way. Right. Jimmy, it's like, it's, it's like certain movies when they shoot multiple endings and they don't even tell the cast which script they're going with. Right. They make them wait until the, the premiere. You know, I, I, you know, I, I think about the famous, you know, nobody knew for sure who Kaiser Soze was going to be yeah. until they went to see the premiere. And, and, that, and that includes the principal <laughs> cast of the movie. That's pretty right. awesome. No, it is pretty awesome. And, and it's not that people would, you know, purposely go out there to spoil anything. Sometimes stuff just happens and, you know, you, you do it. Uh, unconsciously or subconsciously you spill it to someone and then that other person, you know, gets it out there. So you are kind of responsible for it. So keeping it under tabs in, especially in today's world is as difficult as it gets, but you got to give them a little credit for keeping this secret for as long as they have so far, at least anyway. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see where it goes <laughs> and, and how it turns out. We continue on though, with a, we get a match between Bailey and Meechin and it says Meechin on the screen. So that's what I'm calling her. Uh, <laughs> Bailey talks some smack about Becky Lynch, not having any friends and, if I'm honest, I can't really imagine Meechin and B- Becky hanging out. So maybe Bailey has a point. Uh, but Bailey gives Kai and Sky the night off before facing Meechin and fairly quickly uh, gets the win at using the ropes from uh, Bailey. Later on in the night, they uh, there's a little promo where Damage Control beats up Meechin and says, "Don't stand up for someone who isn't there to stand up for you as well." To kind of tie a bow on that that whole segment. Jimmy, uh, this is a Meechin's. I know Mia Yim. I know she's been on NXT and all that. But if I'm just looking at it from the main roster here, she's been kind of lost to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is she in a tough spot? It feels like she's been getting kind of fed to Damage Control. Yeah, it, it is a tough spot because uh, obviously Damage Control is a priority for the for them right now, especially when you look at the other side of the aisle on the babyface side. 
Who do you pair her up with? Obviously, there's still some unfinished business with with people like Becky Lynch and that sort of thing. But at this, you know, maybe there's something there um, with someone else. And the yeah, it is. It, it almost does feel like okay, we got to put somebody in there with her. Okay, we'll put her in there. Let's see who's on the list, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a tough. I mean, you're on TV, so it's a good like that's better than you know. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would like to be in that spot, but just as a, but learn, they, you know, learn who she is. If I'm learning who she is for the first time, it's a little bit tough. Yeah, to, yeah. and no, know. no offense to Michin Mia Yim, but the that they did it the right way though, because Bailey did need a you know a good credible win to come across again uh not only not credible when you say she used the ropes but you know what i mean right heel. and and one like a good heel does and she does get the reaction you're supposed to get when you're a heel so in that regard it's working right uh, justin no becky lynch today uh bailey doing the heavy lifting in this rivalry uh how are you feeling about this one uh, i mean uh, bailey needed the win as jamie mentioned i, I was kind of bored overall um and that, that's not that, all four women, Damage Control, Mia Yim, I, I have things about all of them that I like. But um, I got to be honest, I, the, I nothing really moved me in, in, in this segment of match. I was just kind of like, all right, it's 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 there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, that was and honestly, that's I, I was going to say at the end, this was kind of an episode of Raw where it felt a bit like a filler episode like they they did stuff that needed to be done, but I don't think there was any matches or moments where I was like edge of my seat. Like what's going to happen? How is this going to play out? Really? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've talked about some stuff, at least, you know, I mentioned some stuff I've already liked in this episode. We'll get to some more uh, down in, on the home stretch, but yeah, this is, and, and you run into this when you have rumble a certain a number of weeks away. Now when it's within immediate sight, when you have a 30th anniversary of raw, when you have those big shows in sight, sometimes those shows that are one and two weeks out from that, which would be a night like tonight, you can't progress it too much because you got to save the, the, the big stuff. So it is a little bit like we got to keep it in people's minds, but we're not going to do too much. We just got to keep them just remembering. And then, and, and again, it's a three hour show. Yeah. So against, yeah. And, and against some stiff TV competition tonight, that's for sure. Well, yeah, and that'll be fun to watch when the when the breakdown comes out. Obviously, the 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 college football national championship was up against it. It ended up being a complete mm -hmm. blowout. So I'll be curious to see. You know, Raw normally obviously struggles mm -hmm. as the night goes on. Do they? I don't think they're going to gain viewership necessarily, but do they sustain anywhere, or, or mm -hmm. is the drop not as right, not as uh, wide? But yeah, that Jack, that whole thing. I, I used to do a big rant on this every March uh, for a long time <laughs> on the road to Mania yeah. when you are. Not the go home show, so not the last Raw before Mania, but the Raw before that. Mm -hmm. That Raw is always, if and I could go back and I could write you a book, that Raw <laughs> historically is always either super hot or super blah because that Raw they're either behind on a story or two and they're like oh my god we got to get it to this point for the go home show so you get a whole lot of crazy you, you get a you know undertaker sets bray wyatt's chair on fire and blah blah blah, blah. all this stuff happens or oh we have nothing else to do we can't blow our load <laughs> off of what we're gonna do at the go home show and so nothing happens we're kind of in that same space right now leading up to this uh, rumble and, and, and anniversary show of raw where it's like you, you, you can't give away too much yeah, and I I felt like I don't know about you guys, but I felt like about this spot in the show is when I realized 
this is going to be one of those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the better parts of the show, in my opinion, happened next, though. Uh, not the best part. The best part's coming up at near <laughs> closer to the end. But uh, one of the uh, better parts of the show, I thought, Austin Theory uh, comes out and says, the now is forever. Talk some crap about Rollins. And then uh, talk some crap to the crowd. Rollins comes out and says he's uh, going to be ready by the Royal Rumble. They both say they're going to win the Rumble. Then Lashley comes out, spears theory, and says it doesn't matter who uh, who's in the Rumble because he's back and his suspension is up. Mm. Don't think it was a suspension, but yeah. it's wrestling. I'll let it slide personally. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, uh, was this uh, – do you – are we not having a U.S. title match at Rumble or are these guys just going right to the Rumble? What, do you, what say you about this? Oh, well, it doesn't sound like it, but then again, some seeds were planted here. You know what I mean? For them having a match at the Rumble, but also mm -hmm. probably being entered into the Rumble as well. Because, you know, the, the Royal Rumble is that pay-per-view where guys can perform double duty. And so, you know, and it's have it make sense. But the interesting thing that you, you, you didn't mention, though, was what was the opening line that Austin Theory had when he came out and grabbed the mic? The champ, is, champ here. is here. Mm -hmm. And uh, some uh, somebody else uh, had that as a tagline. So again, interesting the choice of words. So I'm curious to see where that leads. I mean, that I would love to see those two guys go at it. But like I said earlier, if we could get Austin Cena, I'll take that any day of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin, do you give him a pass for uh, the, the whole suspension thing versus being fired thing? Do you think that was just a little bit of like backwards, like whoopsie daisy, we got to just brush this under the rug or what? No, actually, if uh, memory serves me correct, we did this podcast after that Raw and we were told Lashley was fired. But then I feel like it was that maybe Friday of SmackDown or somewhere after that, they did like a they walked it back and we saw Adam Pierce. I don't know if he was at his home or in an office or maybe it was just on social. They walked it back where Pierce said he's not actually fired. And I think he did say it's a suspension, you know, like, like he, you know, P Pierce consulted with the, the boardroom, whatever it's some, whatever, you know, corporate jargon right. they, they threw out there. So I, I think it's just a case of whatever that walk back was just wasn't publicized enough. So mm -hmm. some of us do just remember what we saw in raw, which is always oh, supposedly fired and, that's not the case yeah uh, it looks like in the chat they're saying yeah there was a social video where they walked it back so okay yeah. you're right i'll let it slide mm -hmm. i'll let it slide this time okay. <laughs> next time yes. i'll go yeah <laughs> as far as i'll go but uh but yeah i love these three i feel like they've been in a circling rivalry for like six months now but i like mm -hmm. them also i let it go mm -hmm. there too mm -hmm. but um uh, we continue on, and uh, this was another one of those matches where I get it, but I don't think anyone was on the edge of their seat. Candice no. LeRae versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, first off, Candice LeRae tells us that Johnny is injured, and now uh, she's looking forward to the Royal Rumble, but Ripley says she's delusional, so we get a match, and Ripley kind of dominates this one for the most mm -hmm. part, getting the win, as I think she probably should here, but Justin... Similar to Meechin, is uh, Candice LeRae kind of uh, up against it after this? Yeah, she's kind of in this you know spot of like she's back, it's good, but you know um, where does she fit in? Uh, you know, my my wife said that she loved Candice's hair. 
color. And uh, my daughter said that if she was going to be a wrestler, she wanted to have Candace's wardrobe. She liked the poison pixie wings and all that stuff. Uh, you know, so Candace is over uh, uh, with the Labar women <laughs> here in the house. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. This was this was this was uh, about as this was about as an aggressive of a squash match that WWE does when the opponent of when when the person being squashed is a regular TV name. You know, this was not a local. Mm-hmm unknown uh independent talent jobber situation this was a this was two tv regular talents Mm -hmm. but it was very much a squash match and but appropriately so because Rhea, i i I sing her praises every week she is she right now she is in i mean i think she's in the driver's seat probably for a rumble win at least she's got to be one of the top you know top contenders um you know and and, yeah candace i mean she's back and that's nice that she's back it's nice that her and her husband can be back together and maybe let the family travel together and all this stuff but uh, you know she really she really doesn't really have much um momentum or investment it feels like from the crowd at this moment uh, yeah that's just that just is what it is so this was a squash match mm-hmm. yeah it kind of felt like the crowd knew what was happening too you didn't really hear the reaction that i think uh would you usually see in a rhea ripley match and uh i'm like you just like again we watch a lot of wrestling like i know candice LeRae is great I, this isn't me saying who is she? What's she doing? I'm just as the host trying to, if I hadn't seen anything, this, and this was all I knew, where is she at? And it's, it's, she's in a tough spot too. Cause at the same time though, I think the women's division, especially on raw is so hot right now. Who does she get wins over that mean anything? Cause everyone is like, I can't, I can't see her beating Bailey. I can't see her beating Ripley. She can't, I can't see her beating Bianca. I can't see her beating Becky. Like, not right now, anyways. And so, like, who does she get wins over? That's going to get her uh, heated up. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. And 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 like you said, part of the 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 crowd you felt knew it as mm-hmm. as you guys said because they were quiet through most of this match. I mean, there were a couple of oohs and ahs over some of the big moves that that Rhea was doing, but at the same time, I don't think anybody in the crowd believed that there was a chance that that Candice was winning that match. And you you know. It's good to put a little bit of doubt in their mind if you can do it, even though you're pretty sure what the outcome is going to be at the same time. This was like the crowd was like, nah, she ain't winning. Yeah, Uh, we get a backstage segment and it's MVP talking to Bobby Lashley. This was another thing I liked a lot. And Mm MVP is trying to mend some fences, trying to make people happy. And Lashley says, we're good, but I'm not there yet. But Jimmy. Mm-hmm. To me, that just sounds like it's only a matter of time before Hurt is back in business. It sounds like it. Again, those seeds are being planted. And, and this is what they've been doing really well lately. They've got people thinking, hmm, will they get back together? Won't they? You know, obviously MVP definitely solidified as a heel. Bobby Lashley we're kind of on the fence with because we're not sure how to take him just yet. So you you could see him waffling to one side or the other. And that's the good. That's the beauty about Bobby's character right now. He's technically a baby face, but at the same time, you can see him just uh, flicking that light switch and uh, joining forces with his old uh, uh, chums and forming. Uh, I know it's going to be another uh, group, so to speak, another faction. But at the same time, this was a good faction. You got guys like Shelton and Cedric in it, mm-hmm. led by MVP. Oh my goodness. Uh, Justin, I'm going to ask you the question that's going to get everyone mad at you, I'm sure, or <laughs> mad at me for asking the question. But um, there's a lot of stables in WWE. Um, 
there's a lot of stables in AEW. When AEW presents a new stable, it feels like there's a little bit of an eye roll. Like here comes another stable with a bunch of people in it. But right now I see a bunch of stables in WWE and I feel like I look on Twitter and everyone is salivating at the idea of Hurt Business getting back together. What is AEW and WWE doing differently to make the the appearance of stables seem so cool in one and such a kind of rehash in the other? Well, part of it's just simple math. AEW has double the roster size and they have half the tv time mm-hmm. so you know d- you know wb st- wb still has guys and girls that are signed that are still some weeks sitting at catering and not being used okay but th- but th- they have been doing again since the since the triple h takeover uh, of, of creative they have been doing a better job trying to cycle through and get people featured or, or seen in some ways and of course you know mondays especially they have three hours so it doesn't feel like they're cramming like the, 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 the criticism with AEW is that I think they throw so many stables and then the stables have, you know, the featured guy or girl, but then they have some extra hanger ons and you don't, there's just a lot of random extras and there's not enough time to explain who they are. You know, and that's, it feels rushed. The WWE has the luck, you know, most of the time three hours raw is, is, is an obstacle, but th- there is the luxury of at least, um, you know, the, 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 the little, teasers they've done in the past where we've seen somebody walking backstage and we saw MVP with Cedric and Shelton talking to Adam Pierce and you know they they, they plant little seeds um, I think that's a difference and quite honestly I think what we did what they did tonight is I don't even think they know for sure if the Hurt Business is getting back together or at least the Hurt Business mm-hmm. with Bobby Lashley I think they might know okay Hurt Business is coming back together with MVP Shelton Cedric but do we put Bobby there maybe that's a, something where we get to February and they go okay we're in the middle of the road to mania. Is anybody hurt? Uh, is the crowd wavered one way or the other to a face or a heel? Do we need to, you know, and, and kind of seeing where do we need Bobby? Do we need Bobby as a credible face? Do we need Bobby as a credible heel? Where, so I think that's kind of what we're doing. They're leaving it open-ended to where they can plug him in appropriately depending on who gets back healthy, who is stays healthy, how do they react to Cody, do we have rock is Sammy staying in the blood? You know, there's all these different, you know, these trickle down things. I think that they, that, that that's what they've done right now. And this is, it's kind of a, a smart move, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm, it's great that you say it. Cause I didn't think about that, but now I, you say that maybe they could slide them in somewhere else. And I look at like the club and AJ styles being hurt. And mm-hmm. I could imagine them saying, look, if AJ's out, then the club can't do the, whatever they were planning with them, but we could slide in the hurt business and you've got the same makeup Mm -hmm. of a stable to go in there as well. And that's a a really good point there, actually. No, a very good point. I try every now and again, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm here every now and again for something. Yeah. And, and, and if I can, just one little thing too, like you said, Justin, there are so many talents with, with not enough time to feature them all. And again, it goes back to my old saying, my old cliche, trying to cram 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag. It almost feels like there's this need for them to showcase everybody in every faction, you know, like after a match, there has to be an aftermath or something, you know, to get them on and seen, you know, you you can go a week or two without featuring them. And then when you do put them on TV, have it mean something as Mm -hmm. opposed to, oh, here's another run in and another beat down. Right. I think, 
And, and as we're talking about this, what well, I think what WWE does well is all their stables feel like different groups. Like, it, like Judgment Day has a certain vibe. Hurt Business would have a certain vibe. The club has a vibe. The Bloodline has a vibe. Where I think, and this isn't the anti-AEW. I like AEW just fine. But you have like the Trustbusters and the Factory. And I don't really know if I could tell a whole lot of difference between what they're about. You know, I, if you showed me someone from the Trustbusters and I didn't know anything about W, I couldn't pick which group they were in, you know. But if you show me Damian Priest, he is clearly part of Judgment Day. It, it goes it, it goes back and, 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 and not, to, not to derail here. Yeah. Diehard AEWs hate when I say this. And, and I say this, I, I don't have to talk about AEW, but, but, but that, that's, that sect of fan hates when I talk about the airport test. But it's relevant, and an and airport test doesn't mean you have to be six foot seven. It doesn't. Airport test just means you have to be. Darby Allen passes the airport test, and he's mm-hmm. five foot five and whatever. It, it, but it's 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 a matter. Of can you stand out? Mm-hmm. But you, but Jack, you just named a couple of those groups there. Yeah, when you look at it in a lineup, they're just a bunch of dudes. They something right. doesn't mean they don't know how to do athletic things in the ring. That but that has nothing to do with it. This is a come out the curtain, make me believe when you come out the curtain. Mm-hmm. I I love to go to indie wrestling shows, mm-hmm. um, and, and and I don't go to nearly as many anymore as I used to. But I I love to go to a show where I don't know the locker room, I haven't intermingled with anybody, and just sit off in the crowd. Mm-hmm. When the music hits, sell me in the first thirty seconds. I don't give a damn what happens after the bell rings. Sell me from the curtain to the ring. Is there something about your presentation, your music, what you do? Do you say something? Are you on the, you know, RJ City used to sing Frank Sinatra to the ring. You know, mm-hmm. like if, get, that's where you, that's where you're going to hook me. That's what's going to make me go talk to you or follow you on Twitter or buy something or whatever. Like, and, and I feel like there's too many in that situation of all these stables, but they're just a bunch of dudes. I can't tell anybody apart in a lineup. Right. Yeah. We uh we got a super chat here from Juan asking, did they scrap Finn versus Edge and Lesnar versus Lashley at the Rumble? Um, well, I did not know those were happening personally. Do you, either of you have any insight on? Uh, well, obviously the the angle when they took Edge out, uh, you you th- you th- you assume that somewhere down the road there will be a Finn versus Edge match and. A lot of people looking forward to the Lesnar versus Lashley match. If you think about it, though, if done correctly, the Lashley versus Lesnar match could be definitely a WrestleMania match. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know what I mean? And and the same with Finn versus Edge. You know, Edge making his, <clears throat> excuse me, his, uh, his return whenever that is. You know, and you can, you know. And the Lesnar versus... And the, and the Lesnar versus Lashley, as Jimmy's saying, that goes back to what I was just saying of that's something that you can then determine. Okay, do we need Lashley to be a, in the heel stable? Because then if you do, if you want that, if you want Brock to be the definitive babyface, well, now all of a sudden you have the potential of, okay, we're going to do Lesnar-Lashley at Mania, but what do we have before Mania? Mm-hmm. We have an Elimination Chamber, uh, or after Mania we have another Saudi trip. Wouldn't it be a nice way to get Lesnar on the card? 
but have Lesnar work with somebody who he's never really got to work with at this stage of his career, who there's real life history with. And I'm talking about Shelton Benjamin. So you have these little things that you could plug in to fill. Oh, we need Brock on this card to help sell some tickets, sell some buys, Mm -hmm. but it needs to be something that's a victory for him, but something that we can, we can sink our teeth and have a story that we put together a video vignette and use real life footage. God, Shelton versus Brock, you know, so it goes back to that. Leave your options open. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Brian H. Waters in the chat. Good to see you rolling through, buddy. Um, but this is where I would be a terrible booker is when it comes to Rumble because I want everyone in the Rumble. And so, <laughs> like, all the good matchups, I'd be like, no, don't put him in a match. I want him in the Rumble. Don't put him in It'd be like all people who are never on TV having matches and then every star in the Rumble. Uh, it'd be Jack, Jack, Jack your, your wrestling booking is telling as to why you would not be the Seattle Seahawks GM. <laughs> you don't want to go for the future. Nope. <laughs> nope. But, nope. But, yeah. but, no, no yeah. building for the future. Yeah. Stockpile one thing. <laughs> By the way, my like my wide receiver, I'd have like 16 wide receivers on the roster at any given mm. time. Mm. Uh, uh, but just to... Just, <laughs> I know, just to get try to get back on track a little bit. You can no, you, you know, no. I, I know it's a lot of fun, but it, before I forget, it, you can you can stack that Royal Rumble match with so many stars, and because nobody gets pinned or submits or anything like that, it, it doesn't do. You know, getting eliminated from the Rumble all depends on how you get eliminated, and doesn't do any damage to anybody's uh, credibility. By right. the way. I am not a fan of people having a match and then being in the Rumble. I feel like that's just a wasted Rumble spot. Give it to somebody mm-hmm. who didn't have a match. Because they never win. You never win if you have a match and then you're in the Rumble. Come on. Just... Mm-hmm. Has it happened? Am I gonna... Someone's probably going to fact check me and be like, well, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, no, uh, it's, came, it's, it's came close. If you, if you go back to the early 90s, like Piper had a great Rumble match against the Mountie in 92, but then Piper was a real threat to Flair in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. He obviously didn't yeah. win it. Flair did. You you get some threats, but I think you're right. Nobody's ever had like. Oh, that's a lie. No, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Ninety four. Brett and Owen Brett. or tag team. Oh. Owen finally kicks. I just kicked your leg oh. out of your leg, and then and then Brett goes on to have a tie win with Lex. So I know. Well, it was a mm-hmm. it was a tie. That doesn't count. I kicked your leg <laughs> out from under your leg. Oh my goodness! Ninety-four Rumble, Providence, Rhode Island. I knew it. It's funny. I was about to use Lex Luger as the example, but no, it was it was Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a Cody Rhodes comeback video, making me remember the days when they used to count down till Cody Rhodes is going to be on TV during Raw. Uh, But just talking about that match, saying he's coming back, Jimmy, Cody's going to be in the Rumble, right? Is this kind of a giveaway that he's going to be in the Rumble? It it feels that way, but uh, you got to give them credit for what a gr- to the production crew for putting on a great video package, and it makes me want to see him come back for that Royal Rumble. And when his music does hit, they should do that WrestleMania entrance where the, you know where he comes up through the stage and stuff oh, like yeah. that because that would be so incredible. And you know when he does eventually come back, uh, it's money. It's just the way it's going. They've been handling this. You know, obviously you don't want to see anybody injured. It's a bad situation when you're injured, but at the same time, the comeback is going to be, I don't want to say worth it, but uh, taking full advantage of it anyways. Yeah. Cody, 
I can't believe I'm saying he might be working his way into my top 10 when you think about all the things he's done, uh, whether it be create helping to create AEW and then that Hell in a Cell match will probably be one of the first matches I think of when I think of matches I was just like sucked into while watching it. Uh, but Justin, Cody Rhodes, I mean, he's going to be such a big star when he comes. I mean, he's a star, but you know what I mean? When he comes back, he's going to be a factor, I guess mm-hmm. we'll say. Yeah, I mean, this certainly has that the the vibes that um, you know Triple H did in what oh two or three with the you know the YouTube beautiful day video montage, and he comes back at MSG and the Rumble. I mean, and at first I was a little bit unsure of why they would do this. Like, why why draw attention to, to Cody and his uh, rehab and 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 kind of hamper the surprise of him showing up a Rumble, but. The more I watch this, I like it. And also, and then I'm thinking, you know, to the WWE audience, which, mm-hmm. you know, again, that is its own audience to an extent. Uh, they only saw Cody Rhodes back and positioned as a main event deal for two months. Mm-hmm. He came back, uh, you know, as a surprise at, at Mania and then was injured and out by early June. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's a, a good uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a, st- a case to be made, which obviously it got that case has been made and, and argued and won, and they're doing it to remind and, and educate the audience of why they should be sympathetic and why they should be on this guy's bandwagon and anticipating his return versus you know three two one earn him being number thirty and trying to start there, reminding people why he matters. So yeah, I, I'm 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 all for the way this is going and. Uh, you know, yeah. I, it's gonna make for an exciting exciting media season mm-hmm. i still have beautiful day on my workout playlist because of that exact <laughs> that exact thing that video that they played when he was coming back uh we got another super chat from jarvis sam uh saying pretty sure brock lost to lashley last year and then won the rumble you know what? I saw someone mention Becky also. I don't like it when you guys correct me and say how wrong I am. Can I defend us too, real quick? Uh, thank you, Jarvis. Thank you, thank you, Jarvis, for paying to fact check us. Mm-hmm. And thank you to anybody else. I want to put out there. I love all of you guys. You guys are a great community, and we have a great fan base. I want to just remind you guys. You guys have the ability and the luxury of listening to us and then quickly googling. We are all on here. We are all out here on an island of our own talking and thinking as fast as we can Mm -hmm. i recalled 1994 rumble stats good on me for that i'm sorry i forgot last year's 2022 (laughs) rumble stat but when you're put on the spot live we don't always not all things are firing at the quickest so thank you you guys are like our assistant producers and and stat boys and girls thank you but give us a little bit of a break (laughs) a little bit of a break Every time I try to drop a fact, I know that someone's going to correct me somewhere. But that's why I try not to be too factual, because uh, you know, too many ref bumps over the years. What can I tell you? No, I I don't give any facts. I just recklessly speculate. That's what. There I you like. go. There you uh, go, Jimmy. It's so funny to me. I could go from January of '92 uh, through probably uh, first half, maybe all of '98. I could give you who had the world title in WWF. I could go blow by blow of who had it, who transitioned it. And on a, some cases, I could even tell you which city they were in. Mm-hmm. Then as I get to the last 20 years, I'm, I can't remember last year, 
Brock and Bobby, and then we're getting called out for it. So I don't know. No, it's like I tell everybody, I tell my wife sometimes. I, I get, I get, when I'm singing along to every '80s song because I remember the words while I'm listening to it, right? Obviously, and I can't remember why I went from my office to the kitchen. What I went to go get, you know what I mean? It just yeah. yeah. Wrestling's weird. I remember some of the weirdest stuff that has no bearing on anything, but for some reason, mm -hmm. it's 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 in here forever. <laughs> here's where it gets funny and i want to because jimmy's been jimmy's married he's been married longer than i think either jack or i have been in relationships yeah. jimmy did, with you and aldra mm -hmm. do you <laughs> do you time stamp your relationship with wwe <laughs> moments oh um uh, not so much me uh, but uh because of our marriage uh you know i got to have my uh i guess my 15 minutes of fame in that angle being the referee who crossed the picket line <laughs> you know, back in the day because right. it, yeah because as a joke i came back from from my honeymoon i'd ask you know the office could i get two weeks off and stuff like that and while i was off on my honeymoon and getting married and enjoying that obviously i'm not watching wrestling i want to stay married so <laughs> so i got back and everybody hey jimmy hey how was the wedding blah 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 and then i run into hunter and hunter says hey quarters well corduroy welcome back you know uh how how was the honeymoon too bad you don't have a job right now ha 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 and i went hunter i can't go on strike i just got married i need the money and he went ah uh, come with me <laughs> and it just it just popped something in him off an offhanded <laughs> comment to make a joke and then he took me over to JR. He took me over to Creative. He says he breaks the picket line because he can't. He's the only regular referee. And then that's where the angle came from, just by an <laughs> offhanded comment. That's awful. <laughs> the the other day, my wife and I got into like a friendly argument about a really good place that we uh, were at in Baltimore. Like I grew up in Maryland, but we we, we go to we, we go to DC far more than we go to Baltimore because DC is close to where my parents are. We got this 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 uh, debate about. When it was, and I go, it was December of 2011, and she and, and she didn't believe me it was that year. I said, no, it was December 2011, because on that same weekend that we were in Baltimore, I took you to uh, tables, ladders, and chairs in the Baltimore arena. Kevin Nash took on Triple H and this. Zach Ryder won this title, uh, whatever. And I explained all this thing. And oh, six months earlier, Nash and I worked at indie event. I introduced you to Nash. I took you, like, I gave her this whole thing, and then she's just staring at me, like, just, just not even. She's no selling this whole thing, and, and and just like she's like, really, this is this is, you know, I was right. But it wasn't worth the, uh, the the it wasn't worth the bounty of the of the argument <laughs> of why I remembered when we went to Baltimore and why when we ate at this seafood place versus the other seafood place. That does happen. There's been times where I've been like, oh yeah, because that's when Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble. So <laughs> that was <laughs> it was that time of year because that's when. Anyways, uh, we uh, uh, getting the train back on the tracks here. We got Bronson Reed backstage. We get a little video package of him, and then Miz wants to be his pal, but uh, but Miz says or Bronson says that you got to pay him to do work. <laughs> Justin, are we getting a Bronson that is like a, a hired gun, or is this just kind of them writing him off of the Miz story? I, I think it's, I, this might be the same uh, category as the herpes and stuff. It might be open ended. It might be you know Triple H wanting to get Bronson Reed back signed. Um, athletic big man, cool. Uh, we don't want it to be the same thing. We just had the whole thing with a Miz and Dexter Loomis and a pay thing. So, you know, again, this is, is Bronson the hired gun? It, it, do we have something else for him separate? Uh, I think it's probably, again, open-ended. I think we're probably just kind of leaving it open-ended for now 
um, to see you know, where this is going to go. Jimmy, did the video package help sell you on Bronson Reed if you'd never seen him before? Um, I think it made people feel like uh, if you'd never seen him before, that he's almost like a call up from NXT because most of the footage was NXT footage. So right. so people who aren't familiar with him might say, oh, they're finally calling this guy up. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it just, yeah. it just, you know, that's that's the only thing. Uh, other than that, like you guys said, he's an athletic big man who fits into that wheelhouse that they like, and you know, keep everybody guessing. Let's see where it goes. I like the little line where you know, Miz comes out and says, "Yeah, we're working together." He's kind of, he's kind of working for me and stuff like that. No, I will if you pay me. And, and that could, and that, and that could play nicely into a rumble situation. Mm-hmm. Miz yep. is in peril in the rumble. Bronson Reed comes out. You know, Miz thinks Bronson's going to be his, and when and we could, we, you know, Miz has got to dig into his trunks and find some money right there right. to save himself from getting eliminated. You know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That would actually be a fun bit if he has to pay him every time he gets saved, and then he runs out of mm-hmm. money, and then Bronson throws him out. Right. Uh, there you go. That mm-hmm. could be fun. I'm a big Bronson fan, so I hope he does. Uh, oh, they got good things. As long as he's, as long as I'm not ringside in case Bronson drops some money because I got accused on that Drew Carey thing of uh, pocketing a few dollars. But anyways. <laughs> oh, no, no. You got to tell the story. You tell the story. Yeah. No, it was uh, Drew Carey was a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble, and he found himself alone in the ring with uh, Kane, of all mm-hmm. people. So yep. Drew you know, reaches in his pocket, pulls out this big wad of cash. And, you know, Kane... You know, he doesn't want money. He just, he slaps it out of his hand and, and this money goes flying all over the ring. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can't just leave it there. So I just start scooping it up. And you can see me in the back. We scooping <laughs> up all this cash. And for Was for, it real money or it, it no, was real it, dollars? It was, it was money, 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 money. You know, I'm telling you. It was so real I, enough for me to spend. <laughs> well, I, I, I grabbed, I scooped it all up. I put it in my pockets and I went to the back and I didn't count or anything i said how much money is supposed to be here whatever it is it's all here what i could scoop up and that was it didn't hear anything more about it but of course everybody read me for for weeks at, sure uh, you, know, you know i pocketed drew's money pockets is your new nickname on the show oh <laughs> no, i like corduroy sick to corduroy, corduroy. <laughs> i'm surprised there's no close-ups i'm surprised they didn't go with fake one i'm surprised it's like what, what, in that situation who's Who's the prop master? This like, does Vince just pull out a wad of money and say, "Here, take like who, who's yeah, who's making the call?" I don't know. It, it's like I was expecting to see the the bills with JBL's picture on it, right? Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. You know, like like you said, who's going to see it? But then again, I guess they figure if someone you know happens to see it, you know. But uh, I, I scooped it up, and as I was scooping, I went, "Oh my goodness, yeah, huh. better." <laughs> I don't want to get accused of any uh, wrongdoing here. That's for sure. I you'd be in wrestle, you'd be in wrestlers court the next day absolutely some of it went in the right pocket some of it went in the left pocket i'm sure <laughs> but both were empty trust me <laughs> taker would have had you on trial for pocketing money no and not buying around afterwards yeah as you say <laughs> even if you did you could buy him off though you could say hey taker here's, here's, some, here's some cash uh we get a uh an interview segment uh ziggler is talking about how he's gonna take on solo sokoa and Ziggler then is interrupted by Ali, who's like, hey, man, we were going to be a part of this uh, tag team turmoil, but you don't want to be a part of it. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of the story. So they move on and they have a match. And Solo kind of dominates this one, too. There's a few mm-hmm. moments of, of Ziggler getting an opportunity. But at the end of the day, it's the street champ on the island of relevancy getting the win. 
And uh, the Usos show up again to celebrate, even though they were kicked out earlier <laughs> on. Um, Justin, another kind of a squash match, uh, but also kind of the right thing. Yeah, I mean, it is similar. I mean, obviously, Dolph has way more TV credibility than Candice LeRae, mm -hmm. to my example earlier of, of Rhea versus Candice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is huge. I mean, Solo uh, Solo has not been beaten. He has been a, truly a project they have protected. And I tweeted this, and I say it now. It is 2023. Dolph Ziggler still looks the same. He still looks mm -hmm. like he's in the prime of his career. And he's still out there selling like he's Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, so if you're if you're looking to get somebody, um, you know, a credible right. win, uh, Solo's the guy to get it, and Dolph's the guy to give it to him. Mm -hmm. And so I, I saw no problem here. I, I you know, I I, I I I take my I take my hat off to Dolph. I, I think he is, uh, and it's funny. You know, earlier in the night too, we saw when trying to get the Usos out of there backstage. Uh, one of the backstage agents we saw in the background is Kenny Dykstra, mm -hmm. who was. Mm -hmm. You know, most notably known as part of the Spirit Squad, which is that's where Dolph, Dolph Ziggler got his start as, as start as as Nikki is part of the Spirit Squad, and it just made me think like, wow, here we are, all these years later, and Dolph is still going strong. Mm -hmm. It does not look like a guy who's out there for a pity paycheck. He is in, again, he's in phenomenal shape, and you know, but, but yeah, this was a squash match, right, right thing to do, and um, mm -hmm. Solo Sokoa, uh, he's one to watch for 2023. Where does he fit in on this whole bloodline deal? Right. Uh, what? 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 Because it looks like he's the breakout star that they're grooming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's outperformed my personal expectations for him uh, on the main roster. Not that I, I thought he was going to be the guy that eats pins when he first got called up. To be totally mm -hmm. honest, um, no, no. Uh, they're, so they're they're doing it right with him. Just oh no, they just, are. Yeah. yeah. They are. I was, mm -hmm. I was predicting again, bad general manager, Jack. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, Oh, they're going to call him up. So someone can eat right. pins and the other guys can stay dominant. But, but, it, uh, but like, but like Justin said, it takes two to tango and, and Dolph Ziggler is that perfect partner. When you talk about someone helping someone else get over, yeah. that's exactly what Dolph did. This He made solo look like a million bucks. Dolph Ziggler is, he's just so good. He's he's definitely a underrated value in WWE as far as like what he can bring and how he can make people look great and um, and the other thing he did too was in that interaction with uh, Mustafa Ali in the back, he made it feel like it's uh, so important to get this win over Solo Sequoia that he's giving up this opportunity in the tag team turmoil match, and he made that he, he made that feel special. Uh, we got a, a super chat from the GIF King, Dylan Matthews, saying Vince McMoney with going, mm. I think, going back to that uh, uh, mm. Jimmy Pocket in some cash. Mm. <laughs> I still deny it to this day. Uh, hey, mm. deny till you die, Jimmy. That's the mm. way to do it. Uh, we get what I think was actually my favorite part of the show. I can't believe because snitches get stitches. Yes. Snitches. You deny it. That's right. Speaking speaking of people who have done hard time, Jimmy, we got Dom coming out on Miz TV and Justin. This was just a great thing. I'll let you take it away. Tell me about Dom and Judgment Day on Miz TV. I mean, they're, they're I mean, the leaning in of Dom, you know, had a night in county jail, but he's talking that he had hard prison time. 
I mean, I had a fun had a fun night on social media. I mean, I was using like, you know, I was using uh, Jamie Kennedy's Malibu's Most Wanted of uh, Don't Be Hating. You know, he's you know I'm using <laughs> Jamie Foxx's uh, Mother F and Jones <laughs> no, a dime for some for some nasty stuff, and it was video piracy. I mean, there's just so many things here. Uh, th- this is, you know, the judgment. Look, Judgment Day again. Start of the year, people. We kind of were wondering, and, and this was this was supposed to be Edge's heel run edge gets dismissed from the group and cut out not sure this group even had a few weeks where they were on main event not not the main event stature but main event the show <laughs> they've completely reinvented and they have become all four of them are just the top of their game uh and and the entire play of dom and Rhea with the weird romance and dom mm-hmm. being a hardened criminal and and talking as such and now I know what Martha Stewart feels like. I mean, they're, they're, this, 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 this is sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Dom inevitably is going to have a match at Mania against his father. That's that's where they're headed here. That's what they've been timing for. And we all collectively are going to care about it so much more than we ever thought we were because of the work that Dom and his Judgment Day cohorts have done. They they, they have mm-hmm. turned Dom into a, I just need to see this little twerp get his ass kicked. Uh, but he's yeah. playing it off so well. But then just as he's coming off that way, you know, Jimmy, you have Priest and Finn who are going the distance, working their ass off, and then mm-hmm. forcing Dom into it. Rhea's working her ass off, and the women, like, everything is just clicking. This, I mean, Judgment Day is uh, really been to me uh, probably the, the the golden goose of 2022, and they're carrying it in here to 2023 phenomenally. Yeah, the the only problem here is the bloodline is getting all the the headlines, so to speak, and and I think people are overlooking that fact. And you're right, Dom is like it seems like every week he evolves his character to this and takes it to a, another, elevates that level. And you go, the man, this kid just gets it. And it's the little things that always matter. Like, you know, when uh, when Rhea referred to him as my Latino heat mm-hmm. and little things like that. It's just everything is clicking with this group. So looking forward again, drawing you in, wanting you to tune in to see what happens, what's next for them, who's next on their plate. You know, earlier somebody talked about Edge versus Finn. You know, that's probably somewhere down the road as well and see how that fits into plans and stuff. so again when you say sports entertainment i know people say it's a dirty word when you're talking pro wrestling sports entertainment but that's what it is and you want to be entertained uh and this is they are more than entertaining right now and the little things of uh, uh, uh jack the little things of, of dom getting thrown in the match once finn is injured mm-hmm. and then Rhea takes the bandana and wears it around her neck the, takes dom's flannel like just these little things, and, and then you know, we so we see a judgment that they win this tag team turmoil by hook or by crook. So now it's them versus the Usos, who the Usos have their own record as tag team champions. Mm-hmm. What a what a shout out to creative that this is. In the past, creative would have never approved. Okay, we're gonna have the dominant heel group on Monday go against the dominant heel group on Friday, who has those this, this record setting tag team, uh, mm-hmm. you know run going Mm -hmm. but credit to creative of this is the most interesting situation Mm -hmm. let's have these two who aren't you know likable to the audience in any which way 
mm-hmm. but they're all interesting. Right. You know, you don't always have to have good guy versus bad guy or good guy versus good guy. I think if done right, if the, if all the backstory is there, and certainly it's there with the Judgment Day and it's there with the, with the bloodline, mm-hmm. having the two most just biggest heels collide and see who can out i mean I, that's intriguing mm-hmm. yeah you know? and it, i think what makes it kind of makes it easier for them to do this matchup with the uh the judgment day versus the bloodline here is they're both they're all people we are not supposed to like but they're all mm-hmm. so entertaining that i think it doesn't have that same feel of just like mm-hmm. an omos who's just a big mean bad guy versus a Walter, who's a big mean bad guy, you know, or a Gunther, right. I should say. Like, like they're, like they're ma- still like a- so fun. I'm in, I'm entertained either way. Right. Right. Like imagine on Friday. If we I assume um Judgment Day versus Blood or versus Usos would be the main event, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, or 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 it would be the turn of the hour. It'll it'll be some, you know, pinpoint part of the show. Right. <laughs> you know, imagine leading up to that. You have Dom who's you know, this hardened criminal. Out of county jail. Imagine him running in backstage to Sami Zayn, the honorary Oos, and them trying to butt heads of who's got more street cred to their oh. group. My goodness. That, you know, that, see, that, that that could be TV gold. That's that, TV. Like uh, All I did was give you one sentence. Right. Right. And that there could just carry you. It could just, that's and that's what it's all about. And then or even oh sorry it, it even made me think of what if there's a possible interaction between dom and solo sequoia and dom saying yeah you think you're tough but did you spend time in prison like i did i i i i, I you know i had hard time so right. don't mess with me or whatever you know so there, right. there are possibilities there to, you you got that you got that Samoan spike i shanked a guy like i mean that is just, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's just stupid stuff the just yeah, Dom, I can't believe how entertaining he was. When he said the Martha Stewart line, I lost it. Mm-hmm. I, that That is just the, the best yeah. thing ever. But there's still bad guys. I mean, Miz got chased mm-hmm. off even. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad they have the Judgment Day winning this match because mm-hmm. I love the Street Profits, but I was like, oh, we're going to get Street Profits versus Usos again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a gr- this is a great way to... Cl- the show overall was very, I think kind of forgettable as we were talking about but i think from this tv on this was actually a really entertaining way to end the show so uh i i don't know if that'll impact ratings i feel like people have already made their mind up by the time this tv started but uh i'm very excited to see yeah i want to see dom i want to see dom interact with sammy now that's Mm -hmm. gonna be so funny And, and see them using different um uh see them using different like slang to each right. other inappropriately yeah. like, and not sounding very realistic about it yeah. uh it was like hey hey my dog i'm not your dog homie i'm not your, yeah, homie. Yeah. I'm not your homie or whatever they, oh they just keep going back and forth that'd be uh, yo essay don't call me dog no, yeah. Just, yeah. i'm not your essay yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. so uh really fun way to end this at least i thought it was a really fun way to end the end the show but the rest of it Kind of, uh, kind of straightforward. Um, before wrapping it all up, any final words, Jimmy? No, I thought it was it. I guess they were expecting since tonight was the national championship game. I, I guess they were expecting to. Uh, I don't want to say coast a little bit because there was some stuff there that definitely wasn't coasting. But um, 
I think they held back a little bit. They could have gone a little for a little more all out, but at the same time, they did further some stories. They did plant some seeds, and they got me interested in a couple of storylines here. So that's the main thing. Yeah. And uh, Justin, I do want to add before uh, we go. I want to say, I know he's great, but I felt like today, uh, Damian Priest really like showed mm-hmm. that he's uh he can go. Like, I mean, I know he can wrestle. I know he's he's yeah. great, but I mean, like, I was like, dang, in that in that match, he was like. He, yeah. he, I don't know. He he really showed out to me. I thought that was a good showing for him all overall. No, yeah, he stayed in the whole time. I, I actually sent him a note just before we started this podcast. I said, I said, uh, you know, nice cardio. Uh, <laughs> you know, he again. I, I just the Judgment Day. I, I can't. That's that's my story right now. Is that these guys and girls? I mean, they have it all here for Road to Mania. Mm-hmm. Rhea certainly mm-hmm. for the women's. You know, I think it's going to be involved in a women's title match. I think Dom with his father, that's going to be spectacular. What does Priest and Finn do? You know, are, are they in the tag team hunt? Are, do they, one or both of them, um, split off into an IC or US title hunt or into a novelty match against, uh, you know, an Austin? or a, yeah. it, It's all wide open, but it's all believable, you know, or, or an edge. You know I mean? Like, so, I, I mean, you know, I, I give them credit that, Tag team turmoil that doesn't always get me excited. I like the fact again they put a little spin on it of oh here's the swerve. Finn can't go anymore now. Dom hardened criminal Dom has to get in the ring. <laughs> you know they, they they at least try to make it as exciting as possible. Um, and the fact that Finn was outside selling for the entire rest of the in the match, chair, right? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. Too, yeah. Too much. You know, so there's things to to appreciate. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm. I'm looking again. I'm looking forward to 30th anniversary coming up. Mm-hmm. Rumble coming up. There's a lot to be excited for mm-hmm. uh, on the state of where WWE is at creatively. And oh, by the way, let's not get our hopes up. But mm-hmm. a lot was made last Friday of Vince is back in the boardroom and mm-hmm. what doom and gloom could that cause? Tonight did not feel like they took any backward steps in creative. No. Tonight felt like all the progressive creative things are trying to do continue to take those steps. So, and I love the fact that they're keeping that off television as well. That does not need to be addressed at this time. And I know some people are saying, well, they could turn it into a storyline or whatever. No. I mean, I do hope Vince wins the rumble and takes the titles off Roman. But after 2005 rumble, I don't want to see Vince in the rumble again. Hey, by the way, can I give a real quick? Uh, I want to yeah. give a shout out to one of, one of our uh, regulars, who's a you know podcast moderator, and who's a big supporter of our uh, podcast. Uh, I, th- I think I, I think I just saw him in the chat, Bernie in DC. I know Bernie posted earlier on a separate social. He was having a rough day, rough week. I didn't really ask mm-hmm. him a lot of questions, but I know. But I just want to say shout out to Bernie. Bernie, thank you. I know you're you've been a huge supporter of us. So I know if you're having a rough week, man, just. You know, you got all all the support here, and 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 keep keep grinding, keep doing what you got to do. But uh, to Bernie and to everybody who's who's a regular on this podcast uh, community, uh, thank you very much. And you know, hopefully, hopefully, as much as I look forward, and these guys look forward to doing this on Monday nights, mm-hmm. uh, that same is for you guys. So, yeah, without you guys, it would just be us talking to each other. It wouldn't be a show. <laughs> you guys are what make it really count. So thank thank you to all of you. It's Bernie DC 100%. I always enjoy getting to see you in there. And, mm-hmm. and everyone else who's in the live chat as well, obviously, Dream Realm Studios, yeah. Baby Ice, and 
Jif King, Dylan Matthews, Trevor Snook, uh, and uh, many more. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Scott and Kareem and Andrew, and we'll stop it there. Uh, but Bernie DC, thank you so much uh, for always being part of the show. Uh, that does it for us. Justin, where can they find you online if they want to hit you up out after the show? At Justin LeBar across all the socials. I'll be back Wednesday night with Jimmy and Issa for Dynamite. Back Friday morning live on Sirius XM for Busted Open Spar with LeBar, myself, mm-hmm. David LaGreca, and Thunder Rosa. And I'm just, again, I'm counting down. I'm counting down to our big Raw. I'm counting down to our Rumble. We got a lot to look for. I mean, this, and then, and then, I mean, I, I don't know. We haven't even done the schedule, so this is like just talking to people without even talking internally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the three of us are gonna do Mania night one or night two, but I have a feeling that it's gonna be a fun Mania season that we're that we're mm-hmm. all gonna do here. So it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, yeah. Mania is in my backyard, so mm-hmm. I think I might be busy that night. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but Jimmy, where can the world find you? Again, all social media platforms on Twitter at Jimmy Corderas, at Real Jimmy Corderas on Instagram, and of course Facebook and stuff. And uh, you know, you can catch me doing my ref and rants from Monday to Fridays, and just having a little fun with that. Having a blast here on Mondays and Wednesday nights talking with you guys, Triple J, and uh, uh, doing uh, the Dynamite review on Wednesdays, and also uh, doing a little thing with the uh, another former brother in Stripe. Who, um, well, I th- actually think he's still wearing stripes but uh we're doing little <laughs> we're doing little chats as well oh very cool well don't uh, be so vague plug it yeah. jimmy plug it okay. so yeah it's it's called wrapping it up with myself and brian hebner and rj and we just uh you know have a blast reminiscing trying to trying to jog some of those old memories up very cool brian yeah. hebner a fellow washington redskins fan true yeah, there's a lot of them around here lately it seems like on this show the bar you're bringing it you're bringing in all the Washington Redskins, but we need the Seahawks fans to come in. That's the call of the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Go right, find well, Brian. Go find Brian Danielson somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> Clash of the Titans over here. What can I tell you? <laughs> well, that does it for us. Thank you to everyone. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. We'll see you guys. Well, I guess Wrestling Inc. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the After NXT show. Uh, and until then, I don't know. Do good stuff. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>